With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Wednesday, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. And what a night of baseball we have going on right now. Dodgers and Padres tied at three. The Braves 
Look like they're going to even that series up at one game apiece. We'll have more on this game coming up in a second. But first, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I, I, my, my dream of the Braves getting swept, Mike Hartman, is not going to happen. I'm pretty sure they'll hold on unless... We'll be sweating Jansen in the top of the ninth inning. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe. But uh, Dodgers and the Padres now tied at three apiece. Uh, this game on FS1. Clayton Kershaw has sort of a lot of pitches through four innings. He is at 69. You know, just got out of the inning. So this is something that, hey, this is one of those up-in-the-air games that the Padres absolutely have to have coming in tonight. Jason Smith. What's up, Steve-O? I have something for you, and I thought of you as soon as the oh, Braves boy. had the lead going into the night. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, as far as sweating oh, Jansen, you realize yeah. that it's been weeks since the Braves have actually sweated Jansen. He's really calmed down in the last month. I, they, they, he just hasn't pitched. Isn't that what it is? No, He's no. like Edwin Diaz. He doesn't, he doesn't even as, pitch anymore in As September. any Mets fan would know, the Braves <laughs> won a lot of games in the last yeah. few months of the season. He wound up leading the league in saves, right? So yeah. he yeah. has, I mean, I don't want to say it out loud. He's kind of righted the ship. Am I allowed to say that? All right. Well, this is the first postseason appearance, so all that could go out the window, right? This is, this literally, is now the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. It's It's a different animal. But literally in the last month, He's only allowed one run. So, you know, and it's against some good competition, including the weekend against the Mets. So, you know, I I hesitate. I really do hesitate to say this out loud. (laughs) He's been good. He deserved to lead the league in saves. So I I want to see him in there. And you probably want to see Noah Syndergaard, who's in right now in relief for Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the the fun part now. Here's Syndergaard in relief in a game. Wait wait a minute. I'm a great – no, no, you're in relief. What I really want to see is because I saw this today. Tell me, Steve, I know this must have come across your news desk. Because he wasn't on the Dodgers postseason roster, the Braves put Craig Kimbrell on their postseason (laughs) roster. So we could see him afterwards. He's got some connections. I'm sure that's very possible. You know, injuries, who's to say who's going to have who in a couple of weeks. But Noah (laughs) Syndergaard, do you think what we're seeing right now, he's pitching in relief down 3 nothing? Is that Jacob DeGrom in five or six years? Oh, five? You think DeGrom's still going to be pitching when he's 39 years old? Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> that guy can barely stay on the mound now. I, no, 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 no. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Mike, what do you think about this? <laughs> did I say Mike? I'm sorry, yes, Steve-O. I'm sorry. Did I say Mike? I'm sorry, Steve-O. That's, that's hey, my he's fault. He's here most nights. I see why it would slip with the tongue, but yeah. And I, you know what? I knew he was. I knew it was you and I tonight, and I knew uh, you know he wasn't in. And I just, I just said, Mike, it happens sometimes. That's right. Like, Mike Herman, beloved by both of us, not in tonight. Yeah, but is he really beloved? I mean, how beloved is he? I mean, is he somewhat beloved? Is he very very beloved? If it was his birthday, we would bake him a cake. (laughs) Maybe not literally, but we would feel like it. If you had to rate Mike Harmon, like, would you say you strongly agree with him? Being, <laughs> would you somewhat agree? Agree? Would you somewhat disagree or disagree? Uh, I strongly agree with him being co-host of the show. He's just not here tonight. So okay. it was pre-planned right, so sure. that I would do both jobs just this evening, and then I'll be off tomorrow. Someone else will be in this seat for me tomorrow, and I believe Harmon's back tomorrow. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I, I believe he's back this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no, his birthday is not until Saturday. Harmon's birthday is Saturday. Oh, it's is not, it not. literally Saturday? Yeah, it is. I you, did oh, you didn't know, know that? that. Yeah, no, no, I was just his saying His birthday that. is Saturday. Yeah, his birthday is Saturday. 
Well, for crying out loud. After like three years of him not telling anybody and then getting upset when we didn't know. Well, my birthday was yesterday. How am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know? (laughs) Well, it was yesterday. All right, all right. No, no. His birthday is Saturday. Great. Now we probably do got to bake him a stinking cake. Uh, Well, you just buy a cake at Pavilions and bring it in. It's fine. No, just get him like a game-used White Sox jock strap. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, something game-used. Game-used, never washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, about when they tell him he's not allowed up, to wash it? When they cut up the jerseys and put them in with the baseball cards? No, those some, are way too clean. There's some Harold <laughs> Baines, like, two-inch swatch. Uh, is that, and that's what they call it, right? Like the decorators uh-huh. that they put yeah, in the with, the, the, the back, the, with the baseball card? I, yeah, th- those are the big ones. I mean, that's, that's all you have to do is, is give him something like that, and he's fine. In fact, I think that's what he's doing tonight is he's got some kind of big – I think he's, quote, meeting a guy uh, with, with a truck, and he's going to get a whole <laughs> bunch of cards off the back of it, and that's going to keep him going for the next few months. Meeting I think a that's guy. what he's This doing. sounds dangerous. It's dark outside. That what escalated he, quickly. What is he doing? Hey, can you back that truck up here, and then you walk away for five minutes, you come back and go, and there's I, something I, in the front seat for you. I hope That's kind of how it works here. I hope nobody's armed, but yes, he is. Is, he is very knowledgeable in the collecting world, as comes through on the show sometimes. So I think, you know, a Hall of Famer, one of the greats of all time, like Harold Baines, is probably some, something that he <laughs> like, would appreciate. It's just like Harold Baines. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So Syndergaard in for the Phillies, but Phillies trailing 3 nothing. They get to Zach Wheeler finally in the sixth inning for all three runs, and it has been zeros uh, for three pitchers for the Braves so far tonight. We'll have more on that coming to the up ninth, in a second. To the ninth, ladies. Here comes, we're going to be sweating Jansen. You know he's coming in. Hey, guess what? We're one step closer to Hater, hopefully, here. Oh, uh, we could. You never we know. Could. Yeah. I mean, Padres. we could see, J- oh, man, Jansen and Hater on the same night. That's too much to ask for. Except this is a three-run Braves lead. Yeah, but it's also Jansen. Who's going to put the first two guys on before he can even turn around? Wait, what just happened? How are two guys on base? Uh, you missed it. I'm sorry. But we came back from commercial eight seconds late. Yeah, no, no, no. You missed it. He's put two guys on right away. Meanwhile, that's how it works. Dodgers get a walk and a single in the fourth. Darvish has been handed lead after lead as the Padres score against Kershaw tonight. And he keeps giving up solo homers. And it's 3-3. Again, you Darvish, the latest Padre to find out, oh, hey, this isn't the Mets. This is a different team. <laughs> this is a team that actually tries to make things happen and can hit one through nine, in the, or really one through eight, because Bellinger's batting ninth. And hit one through eight Ooh. in the order, and I got to watch out for these guys. The Padre, really, this is not the Mets. But I will say this. This game so far for the Padres, getting to Clayton Kershaw, three runs through four innings, uh, That I think that's advantage Padres so far in this game. Mm-hmm. Because at Dodger Stadium, too. Kershaw yeah, is undefeated at Dodger Stadium this year. Because the entire thing for the – and it comes down to this every year. I feel like this is how it goes with the Dodgers. We got into this a little bit last night late. But, you know, last night it was a big lead. The Dodgers nearly gave it away. They held on to win. Tonight, here's Clayton Kershaw pitching in the second game. And through four innings, he's given up three runs. Every year is the same for the Dodgers in the playoffs, right? Every year we, we look at it and say, this team is loaded. Look at how they hit. And that is absolutely true. One through 13 – Guys hit. Guys like Trace Thompson, who's out of the league for two years, been playing independent ball in New Jersey, and now he's starting in left field in the LDS for the Dodgers, right? It happens that way. Their, their players they bring up are amazing. A, a defensive a, mistake, as we brought up last night. True, yes, defensive mistake, but raking enough to be in the lineup. Right? And, when, and did, uh, when did the Dodgers get uh, four more hitters every inning? Well, what I'm saying is one through they have 13. 13. That would they be awesome. 13, they have 13 guys that could play every day. Normally that, one through nine, but if we're getting there. 13. 
Let's go. Like a softball no, no game. wonder they won yeah. so many games. My goodness. Yeah. The it's real... like a youth softball game when I coach, when all the girls come, okay, we're batting one through 13. Rover. Go, well, turn Who's it all playing the Rover? Maybe Chris Taylor, <laughs> shove him in there at Rover. Maybe he won't have to move so much Rover. with the strained neck. By the way, you uh, Darvish, I looked it up, not only dominant in the last month, not just against the Mets like last weekend, also dominant against the Dodgers in the last month. At Dodger Stadium and at Seattle as well in the last month. He's been superb in the last month, and yet... I don't know what we're seeing tonight. He's about to give up a three-run home run, Steve. <laughs> uh, no, Cody Bellinger is up. Come on, man. Not happening. Not Cody. Be- what, not what's good. your hate with Cody? Because Cody Bellinger what did he is do not to you? good. No, he's just not good. That's my thing. Cody Bellinger just isn't good. He hasn't well, been good in three years. When they played the Rockies that six games in a row to finish the season, he looked really good. Yeah, yeah. He did look good in that. Well, that was that. Was, well, the thing is, that was a, like a playoff series for the Rockies, right? Because that was six games. That's I think right. They t- didn't they tie the series with the, pot, yeah, the it was Dodgers, the old, right? Uh, best of six, as we mentioned. Yeah. The, the real question here, by the way, guys, and I, I, I send this to you. Uh, do you let Kershaw come pitch the fifth with the top of the order coming up? Mm, they so rarely in the playoffs let a starter see the top of the order a third time. Yeah, well, but I, how I, many I like, times in the playoffs have they yeah. let Kershaw do that extra inning where he gives up all the runs? Yeah, well, Mattingly did, innings. yeah. It's four <laughs> Yeah, darn. It's four K- Kershaw's coming out for the fifth. He's only at six. This is not So you a think he's coming game. out? Oh, I, th- I, think, I think he's up to pitch, yes. I think he will pitch in the fifth inning. You think uh, he yes. will pitch? He will pitch in the wow. fifth inning, Wow, yes. Steve? Yes. Uh, oh, boy. He's not been sharp tonight. I know it's six strikeouts, no walks, but the eyeball test, he has not passed. Yeah. They're fortunate to be tied in this game. I don't think you can let him pitch the fifth, Jason. <laughs> and and who, do you want, who do you want to put in? Koufax? Who's coming in? Who's coming in in the game in the fifth inning? Well, we're going to see Godin? right here. I'll tell you as soon as they uh, show it. Uh, Who's Don- coming in? Is Don Sutton coming in? Who's coming in to pitch the fifth inning for you? Dodgers let's left the two on, so end of four. Let's start that. But let's start that bullpen uh, going for the Dodgers fast. No, look, this is the thing for the Dodgers, right? This is where it's at. Yes, they have 13 players who could play every day. If someone is slumping in the postseason, they swap somebody out. That's just how it goes. They find heroes in the regular season. In the postseason, it happens. But pitching, it's the same thing. It's every year the Dodgers look like we're unbeatable because of our pitching. And it was like that in the middle of this year with Urias and Kershaw and Gonsolin and Anderson. And it was, we have four all-stars. And we have no problems at all. And then every year it's also the same. When it gets to the playoffs, you look at the Dodgers pitching staff and you go, wow, we're struggling. It happens. When you have players like Gonsolin and Anderson who blow past the most innings they've pitched in, in their career in this year, what are they really going to have left at the end of the year? Are they going to be able to pitch, take their regular turns? Like, I, I saw this in the middle of the season. Okay, yeah, things are great right now, but boy, Gonsolin's going to get past that innings limit, and then, then what's going to happen? And now here you are where it's Urias and Kershaw, and Urias was just okay last night, and Kershaw's gotten hit a little bit tonight. Well, so it's not like the pitcher. So now you're saying, okay, what do we have after this? And now the biggest question for the Dodgers, once again, are they going to have enough pitching in the postseason? They always look like they have enough in the regular season, and there's no problem. And then it's like the flip, the switch flips on October 1st, and it's, well, now we got problems. Now we got guys that are that are ineffective or guys that are injured, and we you know they have dead arms, whatever it is. They, you know, they killed Max Scherz with a dead arm at the end of the year last year, <laughs> and we had it this year for the Mets. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, that's last always year, the big thing for the Dodgers. Of course, they didn't have a couple of starters last year by the time they got to the NLCS, so they had to do something I've never seen before. That deep 
into the playoffs, you have two all-bullpen games. <laughs> that, that's just ludicrous that that had to occur. And I agree on Gonsolin, who I assume we're going to see Saturday in this series in San Diego, assuming things are still going. Curious to see what he has going. And Anderson may be a little more confident he would pitch the next game, which would be Friday night in San Diego. How is he going to respond with... San Diego's going to go nuts, absolutely nuts. They have everything they want. If they take this game tonight and they go to Friday night tied at a game apiece in a best of five and they're home for the next two, they haven't hosted a playoff game in that park in over 15 years. They hate the Dodgers with a passion anyway. They hate all of Los Angeles in general. <laughs> and to have The librarians, that, the librarians that live in San Diego put out videos last year after the Padres swept an early season series. I'm going, <laughs> librarians in San Diego are so upset with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I, it's just they – it's everything for them on a plate if they can get through tonight with a W. So you're right about tonight being key for these teams, not just because it's short for a best of five, but because some of the individual things going on with personnel that you reference. By the way, Kenley Jansen pitching the top of the ninth in Atlanta got the first out on the first pitch and then got a second out, and it looks like he got a pop out to the catcher to end it. But Oh, yeah, it's over, Steve. The catcher did hold on to the – is that legal? He, he held out his glove with the left hand to catch it and then held on to the netting with the right hand to keep him upright. Well, where's the game? Is it in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> then it counts. No, you review. can do that. You can hold out with the other hand and do Video it. Video review. That. You could. It's like putting your hand on the railing. You could do that. It's all good. I, no, 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 no. We want the Phillies to win this game. Well, no good. No good. Uh, but hey, but let me ask you this now because I need an update. So, so uh, the great Cody Bellinger, how did he do? How did he do in the? Uh, the what did he do at the end of the inning? Right yeah, what there? time's the Mets game tonight? Well, uh, no, that, that that's irrelevant. I'm asking about I'm what just the great Cody you Bellinger. What channel did. I've got the guide up? I, I'm Thompson what, struck what, out. Bellinger struck out. End of inning. Left two men aboard. And Kershaw is in for the fifth. No, I told you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Look, just for a second before we get into the in, into the into the uh, Cowboys here for a couple of seconds, Juan Soto. We haven't talked about how unbelievably underwhelming Stinks. he has been yes. since the Padres acquired him. He's a great player, and he's going to have a tremendous career. I mean, look, you know how good the guy is, but since they got him, they expected, we're going to get a guy that's going to be just what we usually get from Tatis, even more with more power, and he just hasn't been. He just hasn't been that guy, and he's not played well, and he's not had a great playoff, and he's, not, he's had a rough start so far here to the playoff. He just has not been good good and it's time that we you know we have a we have a frank conversation about Juan Soto right we have to you know like we had a we had a real uh, uh an appreciation minute for Geno Smith the other night just to appreciate what he's done the guy's the highest rated passer in the NFL we need a minute conversation about hey Juan Soto's been bad he's not been good since the Padres got him and still here they are in the yeah. playoffs in his last month with Washington he batted 315 this summer since he was with the Padres, it's been closer to 215, actually. And he's getting on base, and he really likes to work those walks, and he had a stretch earlier in the season of so many consecutive games of getting on base. But this is, for all the, I'll go ahead and use the word, idiot pundits who were saying, oh, this is the next Mickey Mantle they've just acquired. He might have a great and long career. He's still very young, what, 23? He's been hitting about 240 for quite some time. Mickey Mantle was not a 240 hitter, so let's just stop, people, okay? I will say it was a surprise to me that they let Kershaw last inning pitch to Soto and Machado. Machado homered in the first inning tonight against him. Soto, I I know there are other Dodger fans that had flashbacks to three years ago at Dodger Stadium when it was Soto in a Washington uniform. Too soon, Steve. Game five clincher. (laughs) It is too soon where Kershaw attempted a changeup, a pitch he does not possess, and Soto hit it out. And in extra innings, they wound up beating Joe Kelly in L.A. and a great Dodger team flamed out in the end. But 
This year's Soto, as you say, is different. He's more the 240 hitter, and I, I have no explanation for that. Uh, not only that, since the if I, I'm going to ask you this, how many home runs do you think he hit with the Padres this season? How many home runs do you think he? Well, hit? he's good for at least 20 a year, so right. And he had 27 this year. How many did he hit with the Padres? Uh, okay, I'll say half. I'll say 15. He hit six. Yeah, there you go. Six home runs. Six home runs. 44 RBI, and he hit about 225. All he did was walk. That's <laughs> that's all the guy does. He did walk a lot. Yes, he did walk a lot. Well, you want to stay you, you want to stay away from him because I get it, but he is just not played well. And and it's something that this is a guy who's been hitting third in your lineup since you got him and still you are able to overcome the fact that this is a big hole you got. I mean, think about that for the last Two and a half months of the year for half the year. Your number three hitter, six home runs, 44 RBIs, and he's hitting 225. And there's another thing that another guy I'm expecting to produce that the Padres quietly acquired this summer is Brandon Drury is the DH tonight because he has owned left-handers, and he's been a quiet 0 for 2 with two strikeouts against Kershaw. So the two, three, four batters in tonight's lineup are Soto and then Machado and Drury. Machado continues to look like the MVP candidate he is this year. The other two, standing by, silence. So we'll keep you updated on this game. Uh, the Dodgers and Padres, again, tied 3-3 with the Dodgers batting. Uh, Kershaw, again, getting out of the fifth inning, no runs. Uh, bottom of the fifth, nobody out for the Dodgers. Meanwhile, in the NFL today, every day is going to be a story about the Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation, and rightfully so because it is the Dallas Cowboys after all. And while it looks like Dak Prescott is getting closer, he's practicing, he's throwing, but how much can he spin the ball? We had the big quote from Jerry Jones uh, yesterday on it. Uh, all signs point to Cooper Rush starting Sunday night in the big showdown against the Eagles. Mike McCarthy said it today. He expects uh, Cooper Rush to be the starter on Sunday. This is the week, and I'm telling you, this is the week where the discussion changes from, well, who's better for this team? Look at how they're playing under Cooper Rush. Will they play this well under Dak? This is the week where the question goes, okay, now we have to get Dak Prescott back. All right, now we got to get Dak back because what Cooper Rush has done in the last four games has been very pedestrian, right? He's thrown four touchdowns. Completion percentage is just over 60. Doesn't have any 300-yard games. He's not moving the ball down the field. He's just doing what you would hope your backup quarterback would do when your starter is injured. Instead of the season being over, hey, we have a guy that can come in and keep the ship afloat. And not just keep it afloat, the Cowboys are just, how incredibly lucky are they that not only are they keeping things going, but they're winning games and they're beating good teams. This is, this is the Dallas Cowboys. This is like found money when your backup can come in yes. and, 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 and keep things going this way. But let's be honest. This is now going to be four games of tape that the league has on Cooper Rush, right? They, they, when, once you get to that month, everybody adjusts. Okay, we see what you like to do now. We see the patterns. We see your tendencies. We see the play calls that you like. We see all of these things. Now you see what's going to happen. And this is going to be the week where the Eagles' defense makes things really difficult at Cooper Rush, and the Eagles are going to win this game huge. And then it's going to be, oh, we got to have Dak Prescott back. This is the week where that conversation changes. And for everyone who says, oh, the Cowboys are back to what they're doing, uh, the Dak's rookie year. No, that is completely irrelevant, and that is wrong. The Cowboys are not what Dak Prescott was in his rookie year. Yes, you want to go back to it and say, well, Dak didn't really have as much responsibility as rookie year. They ran the ball more. 
Yeah, did they run the ball a little bit more? Uh-huh. But you know what Dak did his rookie year? Dak's rookie year was 29 total touchdowns and four interceptions. 29 and four, which is a phenomenal season. He was dynamic. He had 300-yard games. His quarterback rating was 105. He was responsible for a ton. This is not like – you would think that the way people talk about, oh, when Dak was a rookie, like he handed the ball off 35 times a game and they threw the ball eight times. Like it's Justin Fields with the Bears. Well, we only going to throw the ball about 17 times. No, Dak Prescott had big games. He had a huge amount of responsibility. He was incredibly dynamic. Again, 29 touchdowns, four picks. Cooper Rush is is if he's played, he's responsible for one touchdown a week, right? That that's not what you. That's not the right conversation to have. The conversation is now once he looks bad, now we got to go back to Dak Prescott, and Dak will get his job back after this week. This is the week it happens. The real question is what happens if Dak doesn't play well that's the question because eventually and it's like i said it's going to happen sunday cooper rush will show you hey i'm really limited you got to go back to the superstar 40 million dollar quarterback and the cowboys will do it but with if dak prescott's not good that's the conversation this this is just going to happen dak's always been dynamic he's always been good he's always put numbers up he's gotten better every year the best year of his career last year yeah dak gets his job back it's going to be this is not where cooper rush is doing something unbelievable that dak prescott's not doing nor is he going to be able to do enough to hold on to the job when Dak comes back. That's the wrong conversation. Cooper Rush is just not losing games for them, and too many backups do that. So that's one in his corner. Congratulations. That is a great thing. People thought the Cowboys were done after week one with an injury and the very little offense when Dak was in. Now they've won four straight. But as far as practice today, Dak Prescott did not practice with his team. He wasn't in the regular team drills, just doing a little light throwing at the end of practice. And yeah, it's impressive that Dallas beat the Rams in L.A., and it was pretty dominant this past weekend. Defense, though, was the story. The defense scored the first touchdown on the early fumble return. It was the defense that forced three turnovers of Matthew Stafford and sacked him five times. Dallas was 3-for-3 on field goals. They wound up a 22-10 winner, but the Dallas offense had 12 drives and only 10 first downs in the game. And the week before, against Washington, Dallas was only up 15-10 to 10 to start the fourth quarter. So people see, oh, Cooper Rush, two touchdown passes, 25-10 the final. Keep in mind what the actual game was at, at one point. In fact, the week before that, Dallas was in a 6-6 game at the Giants in the third quarter and wound up winning that one. Cooper Rush has not lost games for them. Dallas is a good enough team to keep winning games like this, I think, a few times a month for the rest of the year with as good as the defense is, assuming guys that we've seen perform on D continue to be healthy. The defense has been the story. Yeah, look, the Cowboys have played really well. And and there's something to be said for let's refocus when our starter is out. Where where things could fall apart, let's wind up instead go in the other direction. And the defense has been really good. They've run the football well. The combo of Elliott and Pollard has done it. And they've thrown the ball just enough, right? That's kind of who they are. That's what the Cowboys have done. And they've found a way to grind out wins against good teams. And, you know, many guys can play quarterback when your defense plays really well. So, Sometimes it yeah. doesn't matter. You know, hey, the defense is playing great. Look at what the quarterback's doing. Just don't lose the game. Yeah, but eventually you're going to need your quarterback to make plays. And Cooper Rush is not that guy. And Dak Prescott always has been that guy. But but that's why the question is, if the Dak Prescott struggles after he gets the job back, that's the big question is, do they have the sack 
does Mike McCarthy have the guts to go back to Cooper Rush if the season starts slipping away? Because just like with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, there, there was no doubt You know, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz was a better quarterback than Nick Foles. But for whatever reason, the Eagles played better with Nick Foles a quarterback. And if that's the case for the Cowboys, that, hey, you know, look, Dak's a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. But for whatever reason... We played much better with Cooper Rush than we did with Dak Prescott. Um, guess who? The, guess what? Guess what? That's got to be the question the Cowboys got to answer. Do they have the guts to say, you know what? Sorry, Dak. We got to go back to Cooper Rush because we've been a better team with him. Because that's a big decision. Because that just doesn't say, hey, we're going back to Cooper Rush who won games for us. This is like the end of Dak Prescott in Dallas, and we're moving on in the offseason, and we have to trade him away and draft a quarterback and keep Cooper Rush. That's the big question. It's, it's not when does Dak get the job back. And if he gets it back, it's when he does, because as we said, Cooper Rush is limited. How do the Cowboys respond if things go badly? That's the big one. And Jerry Jones is doing nothing to tamp this down because every time he gets a chance, he talks about how great Cooper Rush is and we're getting Dak back. But if Cooper Rush plays great, I'd love to have a quarterback controversy. He wants the quarterback country. He wants wants people talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not going to tamp down a quarterback controversy because I want to be able to turn on the TV every morning and on Fox and ESPN everywhere, everybody's arguing with their eyes bulging out as who should be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. No, he wants that. He wants the Cowboys to be the straw that stirs the NFL drink. And a Cowboys quarterback derby is going to do that so he's not going to help anything with that but that's going to be the that's where the rubber hits the road for the Cowboys for me it's not this this is just inevitable for Dak Prescott to get it back what happens if they start to struggle and a four and one start turns into five and four six and six six and seven four games left does that turn does that then turn into Cooper Rush has to come back into play because we need to get back to being that team yeah that's the one I can't wait for their next three games Dallas is Eagles and Lions and Bears oh my but you said a sentence there that I never thought I would hear from somebody this year if the season starts slipping away from them in the NFC East what what in the NFC East it's gonna be well sure enough and these W's do count that have been piled up. The Giants are 4-1. and one. The Eagles are 5-0 and oh going into the Sunday night home game against Dallas. If Dallas loses that game, they could be alone in third out of four teams in the division. Now, 4-2 and two overall would look good, but they'd be looking up perhaps at the Giants and at the Eagles. That surprises me. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Steve DeSager in from Mike Harmon tonight. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. So this is the week. Kearns back into Dak Prescott's team. Can he keep it? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Joining us now on the hotline from Houston as he covers that ALDS. Interviewed Jordan Alvarez right after his big home run a day ago. It is MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, Baseball Insider, John Palmarosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? Jason and Steve, I am outstanding, my friends. And, and yes, if you're curious, uh, the, the, the ringing in my ears, the excitement of that ballpark yesterday, uh, that was pretty special. That was, that was one of those great baseball moments. As you know, that multi-run deficit wiped out with two outs in the ninth inning, Gibson-esque. So uh, a great moment yesterday. And i got to tell you, watching that Dodger-Padre game tonight, more drama this October as well. I'll tell you, uh, this Dodger game tonight – Yes, game two is always a pivotal game, but in a short series like this, yes, it gets amplified. But I thought tonight was more of a must-win game for the Dodgers than it was for the Padres because the Dodgers 
Look, they're a team we know how talented they are. The Padres are a very emotional team, and you see the wide swings of when they get hot, when they get cold, and the fact that they take this game going back home for the next two games, I mean, th- this is so much giving them life that it's more than just you know tying the series at one game apiece for San Diego. Do you agree with that or disagree? Well, I, a couple of things. It was this was a must game for the Padres too. I think it was honestly a must game on both sides. And and why I'm so concerned right now about the Dodgers is where their pitching is. They don't know who's going to start Game Three, or at least they haven't announced it yet. It's my belief that it should be Tyler Anderson. Gonsolin just has not thrown enough competitive innings, guys, in the last month for me to say that he deserves to start game three on the road. I I think you really need, especially without the off day after game three, you need your next starter to give you length and certainly to give you quality, but you need length. Gonsolin, almost by definition, is not going to be able to complete the fourth inning, probably, just based on where he's at stretched out at this moment. And so now you're going to a time where – unless Anderson comes up and has a great game three, he's capable of doing that. I I really think he can do that. But if if he cannot give you a great start, the Padres are going to win this series. Because you start looking at, at, okay, you'll bring Urias back potentially on short rest. How often has he done that? Um, May, what can you get out of Dustin May right now? I I'm concerned, and and so that's where the Padres. To your point, that ballpark is going to be alive. I was there for uh, for a game earlier this season. They even back in the early in the first half, they were engaged and really excited about where this team was going. So they've now earned their first ever postseason win over the Dodgers, and they have all the momentum right now. Not to mention Manny Machado, who's playing great baseball. Soto is getting better and better. Cronenworth, I, I think a, a huge moment for him. Some timely hitting from the bottom part of the lineup. And Grisham, uh, I think, played a pretty good game all the way around today. Uh, I, I know he maybe could have made that catch in center field, but I think in general played pretty well. This is, and we've been talking about this Padre bullpen, how good they've been. Mm-hmm. So i I got to tell you, um, the, the most important player in this series from, the next, from this point forward is Tyler Anderson. If he does not give the Dodgers – a legitimate quality start, six-plus innings in Game 3 or Game 4, ideally in Game 3, the Padres win this series. Well, let me tell you, JP, this has just come in. Uh, according to Dave Roberts, Tony Gonsolin is going to start Game 3. Sandy Koufax to come in in relief, but Tony Gonsolin uh, will start the game. Maybe. And, and, hey, you know, Gonsolin put together an amazing first half. He was outstanding. All-star, I get all that. I, I right now... I would have more trust in Anderson. That's just where I'm at with, with the workloads, and certainly Dave Roberts knows his team better than I ever would. Uh, but I, I'm i just a little bit unsure about this being the right call. And, and again, if, if Goslin comes in there, hostile environment game three, and and he's out by the third inning, where does that leave your bullpen for the next for the balance of that game and, and then game four? I just – uh, that concerns me too much, and I just don't know if you've got enough um, innings to cover. Who knows? They're the Dodgers. They they won the World Series two years ago. They've got a lot of the same personnel. 
they've always been able to manage the playoffs exceptionally well, at least getting there and, and winning this round. But my goodness, I I'm I'm a little I'm a little perplexed by by that move given just how little Gonsolin has pitched. Yeah, but Dylan Floro is not coming through that door. We do know with uh, <laughs> Blake, Blake Snell, the lefty, starting in Game 3. By the way, Games 3 and 4, both on FS1, Friday and Saturday nights. We saw Bellinger, a lefty, get pinch hit for against the lefty reliever tonight, so Bellinger will not be starting in the Friday night game. My question for you, John, is about the closer situation for each. It was stated by the Padres, Josh Hader's succeeds the past months with us because we didn't use him for more than one inning and then they use him for a four out save which he's never gotten in the playoffs which he hadn't gotten in any game in over two years until tonight and then the dodger closer situation chris martin got the game one save but i've never seen a team this good with no set closer for the postseason right no and and listen i i guess i would say steve you probably have to go back in terms of winning a championship without a clear closer. Uh, you would probably say the Cardinals in 11. Uh, Jason Mott eventually inherited the spot. But it's it's not just that that Kimbrell is not on the roster because he didn't pitch well enough. It's that you're now moving everybody back to, to a, a later slot in the, in the alignment of, of how your bullpen sets up. And again, you're you're now starting in game three, someone who is not likely to to give you uh, that much length at a time when your bullpen is that unsettled. It's just I just see risk everywhere in this strategy. I, I really do, and and that part is not Dave Roberts' fault. It's you know the the part about Craig Kimbrell not really being able to answer the bell. He just didn't have a good year and, and wasn't throwing that well at the end. So I, I think they made the right decision. I, I just think you look at Dave Roberts and his options at the moment, you know, Walker Buehler's out. Uh, May is is not really a fully stretched out starting pitcher right now. He's more of a reliever. Gonsolin is not stretched out. Uh, it's it's just not a, a series of, of very appealing options. And I think with Hader, I think tonight's game was a huge mental hurdle for him to overcome. You know, when he came in the game in the eighth inning and I saw him coming in early, earlier than usual, you know, I, I think a lot of us, you know, you flash back to the wild card game of 2019 and, and the way the Nationals rallied against him and, and, and that changed the end of the Brewers' season. And I, I, I think for him to get on the mound, in a, I mean, that's a legitimate, I mean, there, there, there are some saves in the rule book and there are saves. That was a save. Tonight, that was a save. I mean, that, that was a major league save. And I think for him mentally, you know, you can have a lot of regular season success. Um, you, you can even have a, a couple good playoff performances. But when you go in a Dodger stadium and you stare down that team and you win uh, and you get the save in that situation, I, I would have to think that that's going to give him confidence for days to come. And the Padres' bullpen is in – significantly better shape than the Dodger bullpen. And, and I think the, the Padres starter in Snell has a better expectation for me than Gonsolin does in game three. So, uh, again, it's, it's advantage Padres for me right now. All right, JP, outside of this series, look, everybody is expecting we're going to get Dodgers, Braves, we're going to get Yankees, Astros. Of those other three teams that we're expecting to see, the Braves, the Yankees, the Astros, which one's in the most trouble this series? 
You know, it's a great question. Uh, I, I think I, I look at the Braves. I think that was a huge win for them today, obviously, or, or yesterday. And they they are today. They have. I'm getting my days mixed up because it's past midnight now. But um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, you look at the Braves, and they've got Acuna, uh, who stays in the game. He's hit by a pitch, hangs in there. He scores on a hit by Olson. And you look down this Braves lineup and think, wait a minute, Acuna wasn't on the team last year. Olson, of course, didn't arrive until Freeman left. I, I really think top to bottom, they are they are probably a more talented team than they were a year ago. And, and for them to bounce back, really, they had a bad first half of the game in game one. They, they, they rallied pretty well and, and showed a lot of life late in game one. So I, I think they're going to be fine. I, I think they're still the most talented team in that series. And then I, I, I think the team that still worries me a little bit is the Yankees. You know, and you guys know this, that the Yankees are one, they're one loss away from total panic. <laughs> at least among the media and the fans. So as soon as they lose a game, which is inevitable, then all of a sudden you say, wait a minute, we've got, you know, the, the closing situation is, is a little bit up in the air. And and they really haven't scored that many runs for a while. I, I, I just think they're vulnerable. Now, in game two, they're going to have Cortez facing Bieber. And certainly we know how great Cortez has been. But I, I think Bieber against that lineup is is a nice matchup for Cleveland, and as long as he doesn't get stung by Rizzo, because he's really the the major left-handed bat there. I mean, remember with the, with the Yankees, Carpenter can't play in the field, uh, Lemayhew's out, Chapman who know who knows where, Efros is hurt. It's just it's it's not a good situation right now for them, and so there's a lot of a lot of pressure on on Cortez to have a great game too. You know, fortunately for the Yankees. The, the, the Guardians really rely on their lefty bats, whether it's Quan, Jimenez, Naylor, and Nestor has been just absolute dynamite against lefties this season. So uh, I, I, I think you know, game two is probably a toss-up, but I, I really think that if, if the Guardians can find a way to win that game, you bring that series back to Cleveland 1-1, I, I think the Yankees are going to be in trouble just because I, I don't like the way their bullpen sets up. This is the time of the year for bullpen, and, and the Yankee bullpen to me is – is, is very ordinary at best at the moment. Can't wait for it to go back to Cleveland. That crowd was sensational last weekend. There is a chance of rain in New York tomorrow, just for the record. But as far as your Seattle at Houston matchup, was that Seattle's best chance yesterday before giving up the ninth inning homer? Because this is, realistically, the team with the worst batting average among playoff teams this year, and they allowed the most home runs among playoff teams this year. Yeah, no, it's a very fair point, Stephen. By the way, I am I am loving a series that is contested between teams with retractable roofs. That's right. That makes that, that makes life. I mean, life as the broadcaster, we love it because we we have we have a nice roof over our heads. But uh, I, I I think this Seattle they've been a pretty resilient group. That was a game yesterday that I, I realize it's going to go down as a lead that was lost by Seattle, and it was, just, it was a very, very unsatisfying ending for the Mariners, and I get that. But that game was way more won than it was lost. You know, Bregman's homer in the eighth inning was a, was a legitimate moment. I mean, he, he scalded a really good pitch for Munoz. And then Alvarez is one of the best hitters in the world. I mean, he's probably the best left-handed bat in the whole league right now. So I, I just think that, for me, uh, they, the, the Mariners still have a path, 
and they've got their best guy on the mound. I, I think, you know, Castillo's amazing, and Valdez is incredible for Houston as well. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be a great matchup in game two. I just I, I cannot wait for this game. I, I think for Seattle, they're going to really have to have the top lineup really get going. I, I think Julio Rodriguez was very good in game one. He has to follow up and do the same. Ty France, same thing. Uh, I, I, actually, I like the Mariners' chances to win game two. I know that, that might sound a little bit uh, unreasonable, but uh, I, I think that they've got a, a nice chance to win that game. And these two teams are a lot closer now and it's, than you maybe think based on their regular season performance. And the, a big reason why is La Piedra, the rock, on the mound uh, for, the, for the Mariners and Luis Castillo in game two tomorrow. All right, JP, lastly, we covered all the teams. What chance do you give the Mets at making the World Series? Uh, well, I, I would say about the same as the Tigers oh. um, at, at, at the moment. Um, but no, Jason, hey, listen, it, it's been, it has been a very fun year of discussing the Mets with you and going back and forth. But I don't know, my friend. It, it's, I, I really think that this, this blend of players, that they may have to make some changes that don't just involve spending more money because – I I don't know what happens with Degrom. I mean, this is, we have to have like a full Mets therapy session. So Steve, I think Jason needs the full Mets therapy right now. Annually, uh, that, that I yeah. I mean, I think I think weekly. I would say. I mean, that's probably more <laughs> more more likely. But uh, no, I, I I think I'll be curious to see if Degrom actually does opt out because I I don't know if he was quite durable enough for me to really say that that'd be the right move. So. We will see, my friend, uh, not the last time, I believe, that we are going to talk about the Mets on this radio program. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi from the Astros Mariners series. JP, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Enjoy the games. Love the conversation, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for the call. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... 
right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.